Welcome back, everyone, to episode 41 of the Mind Not Business podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I am your host, Easton Bennett. And on the show today, we have Aaron Reef. Aaron, how is it going? So good. So good. Before we get into the questions, we would love if you guys would rate and review the show. It really helps getting the show out there to new people and uh, getting it seen by more people, which helps us get uh, more guests and more episodes for you guys. So, Aaron, let's get right into things. We just like to people to throw them right in the fire. What do you do for someone that doesn't know if you were sitting at a bar by yourself and someone walked up and like, what do you do? What would you tell them? I cut hair. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, um, I am a booth renter, salon suite owner, Okay. Um, hairstylist kind of thing. Yeah. So how does that work then? Is there a difference between like, hey, salon owner, booth renter, or how does that differentiation work? So as a booth renter, I own a space in a salon. Okay. So- I'm inside of a salon. Yep. Everybody in my salon has their own area and we are all booth renters. Of okay. Area. Okay, cool. So it's like you guys are all under this one building, but you don't own the building, which right. is kind of nice for not having overhead, right? Yeah, it's nice for us. But I mean, the girl that we rent from, she's renting it. So it all kind of works out. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we're going to get into that a little bit down the road. I want to talk about your background a little bit. Did you know or when did you know that you wanted to work for yourself? Was that always something in the back of your mind or, you know, growing up through high school, college? What was the thoughts there? If you went to college, I guess. Yeah. So it was always kind of something. I mean, it sounds great to everybody. Everybody wants to work for themselves. Like yep. Who doesn't want to be their own boss? Like it sounds good to everybody. So it was always something that kind of um, intrigued me. Okay. My dad, self-employed, he has two businesses. So I always kind of had an inside yeah. to being your own boss or okay. your business. Um, I did go to college. I did um, semester at NDSU right out of high school. The Cal College. Oh, yeah, baby. Roll, <laughs> yep. roll hard. <laughs> yep. And then I came back after semester. It's like, maybe, maybe I just didn't like Fargo. I don't yep. know what it was. Did another semester at BSC. Okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, weekend. I'm like, it's it's just college. I don't think I don't like. <laughs> yep. So I ended up finishing out um, that semester at BSC. Went to hair school a month later, finished cosmetology school. After cosmetology school, I went back again. Okay, <laughs> back online. to school. Okay. Yep. Did, got my associates um, online through BSC while working in a salon. And then went back for a fourth time to go to really? Why Not State. Okay, there you go. And at that point, hey, I was like, Beavers. you know what? I just don't think it's working out. I'm <laughs> okay. just going to, yeah, I know I like hair, so we're going to stick with that. <laughs> so, what were you going to school for then? Because I'm an advocate. I. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you went through multiple different oh, many things. Okay. I mean, yeah, I just trying different things. I assume. I did right away off the bat. Um, in Fargo, I was going to school for athletic training. Okay. And then it was an English teacher. Yep. And then it was undecided. You're like, I'm going to try them all. And then I was going to nursing school and then I was like, eh, I'm going to go to school for business. And then yep. it was nursing. And then, I mean, I'm glad I took all the classes I took, but yeah, well, you get to learn a lot through those right. classes and I'm a big advocate. I didn't go to college myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate that I don't know if there's shame when people are like, oh, you're not going to college, which I think the narrative is changing a little bit, but I don't think someone needs to go to college. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. And they don't have to go. And like, if you don't go to college, it doesn't mean you automatically have to go to a trade. Like, okay, now I got to be a welder or a plumber or something like that. But there are many different avenues now. So when you went to school, when did you decide, hey, well, actually to go back a little bit then. You went to these places to college. Where are you from? Because I know. I'm from Bismarck originally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you went to Bismarck and then you're Fargo and then tried Minot. Um, when did you know you went to cosmetology school? Mm-hmm. And then when, what was the difference, the gap of time between going to school and then working, starting cutting hair? So going to school, like 
beauty school? Yes. So I got into a salon right out of school, out of cosmetology school. And I have worked in a salon essentially like pretty consistently since then. Um, I worked at two salons in Bismarck while I was there. And then upon moving to Minot, I worked um, at Solitude for a few months and then kind of went and focused on school. Yep. Decided I'm not going to be finishing up school. So I started working at another salon in town, Evolution. And that's kind of where. Okay. So then now I want to talk about the transition period. You're working at these salons and you could probably work at these salons for, you know, the rest of your life Mm -hmm. if you wanted to. What was the transition to I'm going to start Modern Create & Co.? So that was, it was one of those things where I have a lot of friends in the industry as well. A lot of people I know, and they were always like, you know, you can do it. It's it's a scary thing. Oh yeah. You know, you can do it. You have what it takes. Like you can totally make it. And one day I was just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to, I feel like I'm at a place where, you know, I've got a pretty good clientele built up. And I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like you Mm -hmm. don't want to go out on your own and then not. Be and able I, to, you know, and I assume it. I assume it's like a lot of the other industries where it's almost like a book of business. Right. Like once you have the people that come to you mm-hmm. to get their hair dyed or their hair cut or styled or whatever it is, they kind of stay with you right. unless you really fuck up there. Yeah, unless you really I mean that or you just don't click well. I mean, but I felt like at that point I had a pretty good clientele set to where I'm like, OK, I feel comfortable in that if I did go out on my own, I know X, Y and Z would follow me and that I would be able to do this successfully and do it like the right way. So I kind of just hit that point. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to do it. I feel like the time is right. It all kind of fell into my lap. And do you think that it's important to have these friends then that are kind of pumping your tires in the beginning to do those things? Absolutely. Like having those friends and having those connections, um, it's huge. I mean, if I didn't have them in my corner being like, you know, you can really do it. Like, I believe in you, you've got this, you can do it. And along with helping me along the way of getting everything going, I mean, game changer. So did you have any like mentors then that helped you through the beginning of the business process of like, hey, here's kind of what you need to do when you're starting out? I assume your dad is probably. Maybe My dad was a really, really big help, too. I mean, granted, his businesses are a little bit different than, you know, a hair salon. Yep. He's not out cutting hair. I mean, he's yep. doing his own little thing, which is great. But he mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of big pointers in, as a matter of like, you know, here's what I would suggest. Here's what I would suggest to talk to. Um, I was living with the Ableda at the time, and she okay. was, I mean, I don't think I could have done it without her. Honestly, yeah. she set me up with all the right people. She was like, "Okay, you got to do X, Y, and Z." And knowing a lot of people in town that also were doing the thing that I was about to go do was a huge help yeah. to being able to talk to them, go to them for advice and guidance. Was instead of going in blind. Yeah, instead of being like, "All right, we're hoping for the best here," <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's it's huge to have those connections and have those people to talk to and yeah. call and be like, "Hey, I don't know who to call to get my name registered with this state. <laughs> yeah. You know, just stuff like that. That. Customers like, how do I pay you? You're like, my you're like, that's a really good question. I don't really even know. Cause you just no want to do a handshake. Like high five and we'll call figure, good. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> yep. That'd be cool. Yeah. You're like, I'll pay you $20 if I can just like stop this conversation yep, exactly. right now. You don't have to pay me. I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah. So how did you end up coming up with the name then? Did you go through a bunch of name iterations? Was this kind of the one you stuck on? Or what did that process look so like? That's actually a funny story too. I was, you know, just, I had some ideas. I didn't really know for sure what I wanted to go with. Mm-hmm. And I, Thea actually is the one that kind of helped me with that too. Um, we were just sitting down and just bouncing ideas off of each other. And I was like, I want something that's kind of timeless, something that's creative. I mean, that's a little more modern. Yep. She's like modern create and co. And, and I was like, like I think we just there decided our name. Yeah. There it is. We've got it. So is there anything else you were spitballing then? Like, were you throwing, like, do you remember any of so those my, crazy um, names? My Instagram handle while I was like working at salons was hair by Aaron. Okay. 
was like, I could just keep it like that, but I kind of wanted like rebrand a little bit. Yeah. So I had that and I don't remember what else we were playing around with, but there were so many different things and nothing felt. I feel like that's kind of a staple for is hair by and then a name like kind of. Yeah. Common? I mean, you see a lot of it for sure. And that was one okay. thing too. I was like, I kind of want something different. I want yeah. something that not really anybody else has. So yeah. Well, and it kind of gives, even the word modern gives you the vibe of like, yep. you cut my hair. And I went in there and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And mm-hmm. the whole experience you have is tailored around that right. brand. Yep. So did you always have a thing for, you know, the beauty industry or when did that kind of click? Have you, you know, have you been one of those girls that really likes having their hair nice all the time or when did that click? So I always have had a thing kind of like, you know, cutting your doll's hair when you're mm-hmm. growing up and, you know, doing your friends' hair and makeup. I would do some of my friends' hair, you know, for events in high school, like formal, or I did yeah. one friend's hair for prom and makeup. And I was kind of the go-to for all things like that. Yeah. So I always had kind of an itch for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know me now, you know that I very rarely do my own hair. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how it comes full circle, yeah. but I've always kind of had a thing where I was like, you know, I, it's something I really, really do enjoy doing. So. Yeah. Okay. So then going into the customer side a little bit, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but have you found any ways, like how have you got your name out there? Like, Hey, how am I going to get these new, uh, do you call them customers or clients or patients? Customers, or? clients. I like to okay. kind of go by client or guest, yeah. honestly, kind of like heightens the experience a little bit by calling them like a guest versus yeah. like, cause I know people always have weird things about those words. They're like, right. well, if we use customer, it doesn't really sound like customer. If I go to McDonald's awesome. Great. Right. But it's a different experience. Kind of got to cater to like what you're providing. I feel yeah. like too. So exactly. Okay. So guests. So how have you gotten these new guests? Is it mainly word of mouth or what is that like? How have you kind of built the brand? So a lot of it, I feel like is word of mouth. I feel like social media has played a huge part in it. I oh, mean, yeah. everybody now, if they're looking for something, they're going to type in Facebook or Google or Instagram, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada in my area. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's a really, really big thing. Honestly, I have gone and like put cards out places. Okay. It's very old fashioned, Yeah. but people do still look for business cards. Yeah. It's a crazy okay, thing. That's, I know, but that's interesting because yeah. you don't hear a lot of people come in and talk about like, they're like, Oh, you got to run Google ads mm-hmm. and you got to do Facebook ads and this landing page. How have your experiences been with the old school marketing tactics? It's I guess actually, called? you know, it's not been great but it hasn't been terrible either Mm. like every now and then i mean you're out at dinner and you are getting conversation or you're out at the bar getting drinks someone having conversation and you're like oh yeah you know i do hair like oh can i get a card like yeah i'm my wife is looking for a new Mm -hmm. person like can i get your card we just moved here yeah stuff like that so that has been very beneficial i feel like too i mean i always just carry cards with me never sleep on business cards i was in they're good i was in fargo this last weekend for the state basketball my sister plays and I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and someone from Minot said, oh, hey, do you have a business card on you? Mm-hmm. We're looking to do videos and I was looking to get in contact with you. And I literally had one business yeah. card left. And I was like, oh, God, I hope I do. I was like, yeah, yeah I got one. I'm ripping. I'm like, please right. have You're one. Like, please, please have one. Please have a business yeah. card. Pulled one out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. slid over to him. But yeah, it's like if you always have those on, you mm-hmm. never know. Especially, right. You, you never know, know who you're going to come in contact with. If you're in a with. grocery store right. or if you're at a gas station, whatever it might be. So. You obviously went to cosmetology school for the skills needed to cut hair mm-hmm. and do that. What did you, how did you learn the business side of things? Besides obviously the, your dad probably helped mm-hmm. a little bit and you know, Thea, did you ever take any classes or did those college classes help you at all as far as that goes? Or how did you learn the business side of things? Cause I know it is, you know, it's a two way street. You got to kind of know both. <laughs> it is. So I did take some classes in college, just very basic business classes, but 
honestly, a lot of it's been trial and error. Mm-hmm. I mean, you learn as you go. Learning it's through experience. Really, That's really a lot of it is you learn through experience. I mean, what works for me might not work for somebody else and so on and so forth. But a lot of it has really been trial and error. Seeing, yeah. okay, you know, this worked this last year. Let's do it. Let's keep going with that. Or, yeah. you know, that did not work very well last year. We're not going to be doing that again. Like we'll nix that one. Put yeah. So that, that one off the list. But I think a lot of it has really been trial and error and just kind of okay. learning as you go. There are some classes. Um online that I've taken just like listening. I mean, listening to podcasts, on yeah. like running a business, just things like that. It helps a ton too. Right. And it really helps hearing like outside, you know, like yeah. outside. Cause you get in your own yeah, head. You so get much. in your head so much about it. And then it's nice to hear somebody else that you don't know. That's just giving business advice on how to run a successful business, whether it's yeah. anything across the board. So I think the saying knows. I always tell people is you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So then you go in and if you hear something on a podcast like you're that and you're like, oh, I shit, I didn't even think about right. that. So it's kind of cool. Uh, so what were your initial thoughts? You started the business. Were you nervous? Were you scared? I was terrified. I was so scared. I feel like everyone's I was like, like, I don't that. know what I'm doing. I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I am cut out for this. Yeah. And thankfully, um, starting out, I was fortunate enough to work along one of my like really good friends, Lauren Lightholt. We were mm-hmm. side by side, our booth. So... I got her every single day. You're like dragon and Nighthawk. I was like, Lauren, what do I do? Yeah. Is this supposed to happen? What's going on? So, I mean, I was terrified starting out. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. She's but like, no, the guest hair is on fire. That's not supposed to I happen. She's like, actually, those flames are not what's supposed <laughs> yeah. to happen. But yeah, I was terrified right away. Okay. So then did you ever think about, you know, like a plan, be a backup plan? Did you always say, I'm going to run with this, but... Mm-hmm. Did you have that in the back of your mind? Like, well, I can always go back to a salon if it doesn't work out. Because I think the main thing when people are thinking about starting businesses, taking that original, you know, leap of faith, I right. guess you could call it. And like, hey, I'm going to start my own thing. Did, you, did that ever cross your mind at all? I mean, it still does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if this doesn't work out. I mean, yeah, I always have that. I could go back and work, you know, at a commission based salon. Yeah. Which there are still a handful of them in mine. So I know that I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that was always like my plan B. I'm like, well, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to yeah. go back or there's got to be something else out there that so did I can you, do. Did you, yeah, did you, you can always go back and get that English teaching back, degree. I can always go back to college for like a fifth or sixth time, you <laughs> yeah. know? She's like, I'm going to set the record for most times. <laughs> most ones times attempted college. Yeah. Um, so did you, you know, working at a salon then, did you gain a lot of benefits, a lot of skills, kind of seeing how a salon was run and that kind of thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, working um, in like a commission-based salon it's a big team effort. I mean, to make the ship run. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, you really get to see all ends of things as far as like booking people, payments, rebooking, um, yeah. making sure you have inventory, making sure color is stocked and, you know, the cleaning aspect of things and just you kind of get a well-rounded view of yeah. everything. So you when you go out on your own, it's like, OK, I know I'm going to be doing all these things, but instead of doing it for eight people, I'm only doing it for one person. So yeah. kind of evens out a little bit. And I think people like even just hearing that right now, I wouldn't have thought like I go mm-hmm. in there, obviously a men's cut, right? Probably not crazy. Probably needs scissors, a comb, that kind right. of thing. But you think about the colors and then, you know, maybe you have the software that you need to rebook people mm-hmm. because you think about it, like when I got my haircut, I set, got a text reminder. Yep. So like setting up all that stuff, I'm sure you took away from. Yeah. And I salon. mean, too, working in different salons everybody has different software and systems they use then i kind of knew okay i did not love that software like i didn't love this system but i really like how this one's working so if i were to go out on my own i would use this one or working with different color lines like i use so many different color lines 
yeah. in the different salons I've worked in, which is great. And it's mm-hmm. great to have a well-rounded knowledge of different lines and products and all that knowledge. So it's yeah. like, okay, I like, I liked this color line, but I didn't like that one. So I'm not going to use that. So one. then you can kind of tailor to what works best for you. Right. And I a lot th- of it's personal preference too. And that's the thing about working at many different places. Sometimes it's like, Oh, you don't want too many places right. on your resume, but you do get to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I think a lot of people think they need to start right out of college or high school. Like I need to start my business now, start right. it early so I can grow it. But really going into the industry and learning from other people has a ton of benefits because I know if I had went in, worked for a video production company, I probably would have learned a shit ton more in two to three years than me trying to figure everything out. out Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the brand a little bit. Uh, What experience are you trying to bring to your customers? You know, how, how important is that if you are starting a business that your guest has to have this tailored experience? As far as like a tailored experience, I think you just got to find something that works for you. I mean, for me, I want my clients to come in and it's a positive environment. Like yeah. they feel at home, they feel welcomed. Like they're coming in, they know they, they're relaxed. Yeah. And that's one thing that's been very important to me. And like when they come in, I don't want them to be like on edge or anxious or nervous. Like when you come in, I'm no matter what kind yeah. of day I'm having, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like, Old how's bubbly it going? Aaron. It yep. You just have to bring the energy into that. That's one thing that I really um, strive for and keep like at the top of my client ex- experience is yeah. just like that warm, bubbly, happy environment. Oh yeah. I feel like it just makes and that makes people want to come back to. So do you think that differentiates you then from old Joe Schmo down the road? I mean, I feel like a lot of people have that, yeah. you know, they, they want to make it a warm, welcoming experience. But I mean, that's one thing too, that I really like I make sure I'm on my game or I try to be, I mean, there's days, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm just not having the best day. And, Mm -hmm. but I, I have made it really like my top priority just to make it like a very warm, welcoming environment for my clients. So they have a good experience. And then too, I know I'm like, if I'm not having a great day and I can't give them the 100% that they deserve to, it's not fair to them. Yeah. And I think you're doing a fantastic job with that. I know when I went in there, you were, bubbly bouncing around uh we're <laughs> gonna take walls. exactly we're gonna take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor midco there's no time for downtime in our fast-paced business world so why settle for anything less than ultra smooth ultra reliable business technology backed by a team of dedicated industry professionals midco business services are here to work around the clock with built-in redundancy to provide the ultimate peace of mind while you run your business start with a free consultation to explore our adjustable service plans at midco.com slash business. I've been a Midco user ever since I started my business, ever since I moved into my house, my studio, everything that uh, Midco has provided has been fantastic. So if you guys are looking to check that out, uh, head over to midco.com slash business. All right, Aaron, let's get back into the questions here. So why do you think, you know, it's more so on the, what we were just talking about, uh, your guests, why do you think it's important that they trust you in an industry that's so hands-on with how their appearance is? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I mean, I, Hope they trust me because I'm using chemicals and I got sharp objects really close to their eyes. Yep. Um, so I, I just think it's important to instill that trust with each other. I mean, I'm trusting you and you're trusting me. It forms a really good relationship being able to like have a client come in and be like, I don't care. I trust you. Just yeah. do something. I mean, having that trust is, I mean, when a client comes in and says, I trust you, I'm like, okay, I've done something right. Yeah. So are there any ways that you found to build that trust? Just being really open and honest. You got to be super open and honest and educate them. If I'm, if somebody comes in and they've 
you know, been box coloring their hair black for the last seven years and want to be blonde. I'm like, you know what? That's probably not going to happen today. And if it does, you're not going to have any hair. So being honest with them and like what their goals are, if they're attainable or giving them a timeline and just properly educating on them on why that is or is not possible or why something will or will not work. Yeah. You know, whether it be their face shape or their lifestyle or anything, Mm -hmm. it's just, I think that's a big part of having that trust in like a client stylist relationship. I think being the expert, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say in the industry really helps with building that trust. Like you said, if, if I come in and I say, Hey, I want this haircut and you say, Hey, your cheeks are really big. You probably shouldn't do that. It's I'm going to trust you a lot more and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe she's right. She's obviously done this enough to know that people with big cheeks don't need this haircut. Uh, So I think that does help a ton in uh, building that trust with the client. So going a little bit into the marketing now, Mm -hmm. has there any marketing you've tried? I know you're out there on social media, but let's talk a little bit about your marketing efforts. So as far as marketing, yeah, I'm on um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Um, Those have all been so far so good. Mm -hmm. But um, I also have like an umbrella out at the Varden. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I got a big umbrella on the patio. Yep. Shout out to Ray. He's the best. Love that. Um, So it's, they're very fortunate that I have, I mean, I work out there too. So I'm very lucky that I have people who also want to like cheer me on and support me in that. So I, um, got my umbrella out there just leaving pens around with my name on it. I have pens and I've heard they're phenomenal pens. (laughs) Um, so that's been a good one. I have donated to, um, some golf tournaments, just like Mm -hmm. putting a gift card in there and a business card or, you know, some product. Um, that sponsoring some golf tournaments, just little things like that to kind of just put your name out there and put the bug in people's ear. Um, weddings. I do a lot of weddings. So that's okay. been a way to also. So that's more. So that's like styling then. Right. So like I'm there doing bride, bridesmaids hair, okay. whole nine yards. That's been one thing too, that I feel like kind of has set me aside. Not a lot of people do wedding hair yeah. anymore in town, which is totally fine. I mean, it's not for everybody Either You love it or you hate it. I love yeah. it. So it works. And then it also opens the door for me to like be a part of bridal shows and events like that. So, okay. So it's a lot of these different avenues to really get your name out there. Cause right. I feel like 2023, someone says marketing, it's automatically social media mm-hmm. or it's, you know, got to create this video, whatever it is, which, Hey, buy videos. You can buy them for me. Um, <laughs> but no, there, there are a bunch of different avenues like that. Pens, you know, mm-hmm. umbrellas sponsoring different things. I want to dive a little bit into the wedding industry now. So let's do it. You like the wedding I industry. I love the wedding industry. Okay. So do you just love love then? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I don't <laughs> like, hate love like, whoa, whoa, by whoa, any don't means. Put, don't put words in my mouth here. <laughs> Easy there. Yeah. Um, so y- you go in there. What did the skill set look like for figuring out the skills to, because obviously you're not cutting these people's mm-hmm. hair when you go to these weddings, but did the stylist and the cosmetology school, did those kind of come together? Do you learn it all there? So you learn in cosmetology school, you learn the very basis, like okay. the things you need to get your state test or yeah. get your license for to take boards, you learn what you got to know. And -hmm. from there on, it's kind of on you to do continuing education, Okay, which is phenomenal. I love continuing education. Like I love learning new things. So sign me up. Um, a lot of that was kind of in salon education that I got just by practicing things or practicing on friends, just playing around on a mannequin head. I mean, it sounds insane, but those mannequin heads aren't the greatest, but they definitely work to try new things on. And, um, yeah, I just kind of hands-on doing it. I've mm-hmm. taken some classes. Um, I'm going to Chicago next month, and I have a lot of, like, bridal classes I'm excited to take just to, okay. like, keep up with the trends. I mean, yeah. it's always changing. So I'm like, whatever I can learn to 
for the next bride that's going to want something that everybody else hasn't wanted, sign me up. Yeah. So So then as far as the brides go, then do you do any marketing to get these weddings or is it kind of, hey, if I do a good job with this one, their eight friends are going to come to me. Well, that's been a lot of it too. A lot of it's been word of mouth. I mean, like if I do one wedding and then she's got four bridesmaids that are engaged in town, they're like, oh, you did so-and-so's wedding. I'd love for you to do mine. Okay. Kind of thing. Um, So that's, it's kind of like a word of mouth thing with that too. Or if I did their prom hair and they've got mm-hmm. an aunt or a cousin getting married or whatever it may be. All those referrals. It's, it really is. And it's crazy, but a lot of it is mm-hmm. referrals and word of mouth. Um, and then like the bridal shows, even just being a part of those, gets yeah. your name out there, gets the bug in people's ear. The bridal. So that must be a big thing because that's like a bridal show and maybe I'm wrong, but is that where there's a bunch of different vendors for a wedding? So, you know, there might be photographers there and there are cake people there and then yeah. hair people. Is yep. that how that so works? So they're kind of just got like a little bit of everything that would you would need essentially for a, for a wedding. wedding. Yeah. Okay. So have there been any marketing strategies that haven't worked then that you tried and you're like, oh, no, no more of that? Not really. I okay. don't feel like, I feel like everything kind of has. Like I'm pretty good at it all, honestly. If I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm pretty talented. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Nothing that's really been like an epic fail. Um, you learn from it in one way and it, even if you get one person from it, yeah. One thing that didn't work a ton for me, um, starting out was like, so if I give you a card with your name on it and you give it to a friend and they bring it back, you yeah. know, like that kind of thing is then people forget it and they don't bring it back. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, that was kind of a bust, but yeah. okay. you're getting new people in the chair still. So it kind yeah. of evens out. Kind of works. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a favorite marketing strategy? One thing you really like doing, even if it really didn't work, you know, I see her throwing those TikTok videos out there. Do you enjoy I'm that? really trying to build my TikTok presence. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, but we're going to just keep on posting and hope that it works. Hey, you got to try, right? Yeah. I mean, TikTok's been really fun. It's been a learning curve mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. You're not doing the dances? like I, one of those things, yep. but I mean, yeah, learning what hashtags to put on things. I'm like, I don't know. What are the kids posting? Yeah. What are all these youngins? <laughs> yeah. Doing? But I mean, yeah, TikTok's been really fun. I've been a learning, learning curve. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that. So, I mean, I'll probably, probably keep doing those. One of them popped up. Me, yeah. One but. of them popped up on my for you page like three times. I think you're doing Taylor's hair. Yeah. And was I like watched them every time. One and I was like, let's go. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to see it, but I love seeing before and after. <laughs> right. So seeing I'm like how her hair looked before and then after mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that was so satisfying. Yeah. It's kind of like those, uh, um, those window videos like where the they, oddly satisfying. Yeah. Scrape they put and soap like, I and can't then stop watching this. That was like your hair video. I was like, I'm just going to keep watching her head change. Yep. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so when you started then, did you have a long-term goal? Did you go into it thinking, Hey, 10 years down the road, I want X, Y, Z, or I want it to look like this. Or did you just I mean, kind of go day like by Everybody's day? always kind of got those like five year, 10 year goals. Yeah, of course I do. I mean, I want to, I would love for this to blow up and be huge and be like, Mm-hmm. coolest thing that my aunt's ever seen yeah. but i gotta also think realistically <laughs> like could that happen probably but yeah i definitely have like five and ten year goals and like places i want this to go like i yeah. definitely want it to continue to grow i'm definitely going to continue to work on growing it but. so eventually you want to be like do you want people under you then or and have a I bigger salon or what does that look want like? people like under me i mm-hmm. would love to you know eventually one day have kind of open up something like what i got like where I'm working now where yeah. Bailey has district 89 and we rent from her. Like, I think that'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool to have something And then like you that. have someone rent from you. Yeah. And then have okay. someone rent from me. And then, you know, whether I bring other things into that building, like I've 
toyed around with the idea of like bringing a boutique in there, or yeah. like opening a boutique and having a store, kind of like a one stop shop. Okay, that's kind of so, cool. Yeah, I've got some friends that we've bounced some ideas off. I don't want to give everything go. away. You don't have, hey, you we don't got ha- lots of cool ideas. We'll, we'll have you on the podcast here in a, a year or two and Perfect. we'll see if any of those things have uh, come to fruition. Yeah. Why do you think that it's important to have goals in business? If you don't have goals, I mean, what do you have to work for? It's true. I like that. You got, I mean, there's got to be, I'm very much a, I always want more. Like, what can yeah. I do next kind of thing? So if I don't have goals. I'm like stagnant. Yeah. Okay. What am I, what's my next thing here? Like, what mm-hmm. am I working for next? Where do I want to be next? Because if you don't have them, then it's like, well, why right. do I even want to go in today? Right. Why did I even like start this if I don't have goals and things that I want to? Okay. So then as far as business goals go, you know, some people go into business and they think I need to have a 50 person team and $1.5 million in revenue. What would you say to those people like going? I mean, yeah, that's great. I think we would all love to have that, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with starting small at all and like building a good foundation off that. Mm -hmm. So you have a foundation to grow and have 50 people under you. If you don't have a strong foundation, you just have 50 people working underneath you and you crumble I mean, you hope it doesn't happen, but then be upset. yeah, you got 50 people mad at you. Yeah. That freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. That makes me a little nervous. <laughs> and I think me specifically, like when I started my business, I wanted to jumpstart things so quickly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to have this big team and I'm going to do these big projects. And then you start to learn, okay, you have to take it a little bit slower. Right. It's like building, you know, the brick and that yeah. stupid analogy where it's like, you got to build brick no, by but really brick, is. but it's true because if you don't do the bottom, then your shit's just going right. to fall to top. So small business then, what is the small business community like here in Minot? What it's do you enjoy so awesome. about it? It is so awesome. It's so amazing to see like how everybody just supports yeah. everybody. Like no matter what, I mean, all small businesses are rooting for each other, which is really cool to see. And the connections that you can build like in all the small businesses in Minot. Yeah. It's, no fun. it's really cool. Like it's a really cool, like, I mean, in Bismarck, there was a really good small business community too that I was fortunate to kind of be a part of and see. Um, so it's really refreshing to see in Minot too, like people supporting each other yeah, and not, you know, out for blood. Yeah. It's like, so, oh, I got to shut this salon yeah, down. Yeah. So it's I really, can... really nice to see everyone supporting each other. Everyone can eat. That's what I like yeah. to say. And there's How... plenty of people to go around. Oh yeah. You know, if there's a town of 50,000, you couldn't cut 50,000 people's hair. No, I wouldn't want to cut 50,000 people's yeah. hair. I'd be burnt out. Yeah. Like, You're like, well, that's when I need yeah, the 50 that'd people. Yeah, that'd be the point me. where I need those 50 people. Yeah. So, this is a, a big topic I like to talk about with people that run a small business. How can people support a small business? Because a lot of the times people think I have to go pay whatever, you know, furniture store. I got to go buy $150 couch or whatever it might be. How can people some more support small business on a smaller scale? I mean, if you see, I mean, back to social media, if you see stuff on social media, share their things, comment, like their pages. I it mean, helps a ton. Yeah. Just little things like that. I mean, when I see, Oh, so-and-so started following you, you gain three followers in a day. That's kind of like, that's a big deal. I mean, that's mm-hmm. three new people as three new potential clients as three more people that I can tell yeah. somebody else. Just little things like that. It doesn't have to cost anything to support a small business just by rooting from them. Yeah. Even if it's from afar. I mean, you see all over people love to have something to whine and complain about, about yeah. small Minot businesses. Whiners and complainers, yeah. I mean, maybe. I love scrolling that thing. I'm always like, <laughs> is there anything about me on here? Yeah. <laughs> just curious. But I mean, yeah, just spreading positivity and, yeah. And that's one thing that's actually the exam. The answer I was going for mm-hmm. trying to pull out of you is that 
because I run a small business myself. It's like getting those shares and obviously my mom and my grandma, they're always going to like yeah. and share it. But getting those from random people when you see it, it's like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a while. Right. Now they're they're uh, sharing my stuff. So it's kind of cool. It is cool to see that. And like, I mean, it's not a verbal, you know, act of support, but it's yeah. just even a little share of someone, you know, that I was friends with in sixth grade. Being yeah. like, oh, you know, Becky, like mm-hmm. that was so cool of her to share that. Yeah. Stuff and it's like a snowball that. effect because then yep. it turns in, it might turn into, you know, a client that comes in and then you have that person. You mm-hmm. don't know it came from that share, but on the backside, it came from that person. Right. So every share matters. Do you have any advice for new business owners, you know, trying to get their new ventures off the ground? Anything you'd say to them to maybe shorten that learning curve a little bit? Don't be afraid to fail. Like that's the biggest thing. Don't be afraid of failure because you are going to fail in a few things. It's inevitable. (laughs) Like you're going to probably fail at a few things, Oh yeah. but you can't look at them as a failure. Look at it as like a learning thing. Like you learn from that. You learn that's what you're not going to want to do. You can take everything as learning. You can never stop learning. There's so much to know and learn. And the second you think you know it all, you got an issue. (laughs) So, I mean, I would say your biggest thing, just don't be afraid to fail and you just got to bite the bullet and do it. I would say, you don't fail unless you quit because right. if, if you quit and then it's like, ah, oh, that is a failure because you stopped right. doing it. But you know, if you learn from it, move on. Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that you wish or that you know now that you wish you knew when you started in the beginning? I feel like it's kind of everyone knows it. You're not going to please everyone. Oh yeah. You can't please everyone. There's always going to be someone who's unhappy or mad about something and I like to think of that as like using that as your fuel. Yeah. Like let that one person's frustration or anger. Obviously you never want people to not be happy, but there's people out there that are going to complain and have an issue with everything and use it as your fuel. It's like that. uh, You're probably that person in Billy Madison where he's writing the list and he crosses happy Gilmore (laughs) or not happy Gilmore, but Billy Madison. He's like, thank God I called that guy. Um, Okay. So last question I got for you then Mount Rushmore of business advice. I need four pieces. Four business. They don't have to be anything crazy. Um, And I'll actually take that first one uh, of yours. The uh, don't fail one. We can use that as one. Don't be afraid of failure. Yep. And then I need three more. Nothing crazy. Okay. Okay. Don't be afraid of failure. Um, ask questions. Okay. To who? Anybody, anybody, you know, like, I mean, don't be afraid to ask questions either. I mean, yeah. If you don't know something, there's somebody that does, you know, have an idea or can point you in the right direction for someone that does have an answer for you. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to tackle everything yourself. No, either. I mean, it's okay to, and that's one thing I really, really struggle with is it's okay mm-hmm. to ask for help. Yeah. It's okay to be like, you know what? I can't do it all right now. And I need help. Yeah. I went into business thinking I'm going to build this million dollar yeah. business. I won't need any help from anybody. And then I'm like, Oh shit. I don't, Just kidding. Like, I don't know how to do this. And Google's not telling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really enjoy that one. Yeah. Okay. So that's two. Take care of yourself. Take care. Okay. Take care of yourself. One of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten um, was from an old boss that I worked for in Bismarck. And she said, you can't pour from an empty cup. I like you, that. You, you are your business. Mm-hmm. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if your cup is empty, how are you supposed to, you know, pour into your business? Yeah. So love, that's oh. been a big thing that I've tried to like reiterate in my head is like, okay. you can't pour from an empty cup. Take yep. care of yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself. And self-love take a day, day. Yep. There it's you go. It's okay. And then um, know your worth and stand by it. I like that one. You want to elaborate a little bit? Just know as far as like what service, you're worth yeah. and stand, like stay true to yourself. 
someone's going to be like, oh, you know, I can't do that. I guess I'll just have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's enjoy. okay. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. But you know what you're worth. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody try and, you know. Just value. Di- yeah. Value yourself and value what you provide. Yeah. Because if you're like, oh, well, I'll give you a discount. Right. And then the next person comes in, they can't. And then eventually everything Once gets watered down. Once you start doing it too, it's like everyone's going to expect it. Yeah. So you have to just know your worth, stand by that. Mm-hmm. Stay true to it. And it starts from the beginning. If you put your foot down in the beginning, mm-hmm. it won't trickle. Yep. But if you let one person do it, then two people, three. And they're three. all going to start doing it. Exactly. Aaron, anything else uh, you want to add? Otherwise, where can people find you? I am located inside of District 89 Salon. It is right north of Starving Rooster. Yep. Downtown Ocean Electric Minot. building. Weird shape building. If you think you're going the wrong way, you're probably going the right <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I'm in there. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All the above. Check out the TikTok. We'll link all of those social accounts below. District 89, correct? Yep. Check it out. Um, don't park where I parked because I park where <laughs> you're not supposed to and I was going to get towed. So I moved it. Um, and, you know, sometimes they even have a couple dogs running around there. Do they? Well, there's a dog. Oh, at the salon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are a dog friendly salon. We yep. always have or more than likely always have <laughs> yeah. a dog in the salon. So they were trying to force me to adopt one. And we're one. probably going to try and pawn it off on you. <laughs> yeah, but like, hey, I you mean, they the need homes. They're so cute. Yeah. No, they are cute. So Aaron, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. That was episode 41 of the Mind Not Business podcast. Again, please leave a rating and review if you like the show. It really helps uh, get the show out to new people. We'll see you guys next week for episode 42.